to the Employer Blueprint Podcast, where we help leaders build great teams for great companies with your host, entrepreneur and leadership coach, Kyle Gorman. Well, you know, maintaining our company culture and our core values um, is a challenge in any business, but it can be even more challenging when we are uh, building a remote workforce um, or even whenever you know, we're just allowing people to work from home or adding some, some additional flexibility. It can be a challenge to really hold true to our culture and to our core values. Um, and there are some things that are really important in doing that. It's a couple of recommendations that I generally make are make sure that you still maintain um, some sort of personal connection, uh, meaning that you are um, connecting either live or even virtually, but in a way that isn't strictly business, where you're able to, to discuss personal happenings and you, and you really create a format and a forum for that that's encouraged and it's sort of expected within your company culture. Um, you know, I've seen people do uh, retreats. I've seen them do just simply offsites um, and sometimes something as simple as a, a weekly or biweekly meeting that um, maybe has a less formal agenda, but specifically is to kind of give updates on what's going on in work and in life. Um, another thing that I think is really important to do uh, when you've got this this workforce that maybe isn't uh, directly connected is use the technologies that we have today to your advantage. There are so many things that we can do um, through uh, uh, programs like Slack, through video conferencing like Zoom and through Skype. Um, there, uh, there are so many things that we can do to stay connected, uh, even you know private Facebook pages for your company, depending on the size of that, that you can do just to stay connected as um as people, as human beings, and not just simply as employer and employees. Um, today's guest has built a, a company in a very traditional industry, but he's built a company in a non-traditional way that has um, has uh, made it necessary for him to do just this. And he goes through a lot of these things that I'm mentioning here. He's he's taken uh, time to create those meetings and create that that format for people just to connect. And he's done things internally, implemented technologies to make sure people can stay connected on what's going on. And um, he's done a great job of building this and in, in a very, very traditional industry. And so if it can be done uh, as in a CPA firm, it can be done in almost any industry. So I encourage you to really pay attention to how can you um, make sure that you maintain culture and values in your company using some of the same principles that today's guest shares with us. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And if you have any questions or feedback, I would love to hear it. You can contact me directly at Kyle at GormanCompanies.com. Thanks so much. Have a great day and enjoy the episode. Well, hello, and thank you so much for joining us this week on the Employer Blueprint podcast. I want to thank our guest, Josh Lance, for joining us, uh, coming to us from Chicago today. And uh, Josh has built a very unique company uh, in that it is traditional and that it's a CPA firm. We all know of CPA firms and use CPA firms, but he's been able to build a... um, uh, a firm in a very traditional industry, but in a very non-traditional way in which um, he has people all over the country that kind of work virtually. And and so uh, really looking forward to taking some time today to dive into how he's done that. But then also, um, you know, as we've kind of, as we always like to focus on 
team building and we like to focus on the culture of a business. Well, how do we do that when people aren't sitting in an office right next to us? So Josh, thanks so much for joining us. And um, uh, before we dive in, why don't you just share with us kind of history and experience and what led you to where you are now? Yeah, thank you. Uh, thanks for having me here. Uh, so I uh, I started my CPA practice about four years ago. I you know uh, after college uh, worked at a large public accounting firm for a number of years and went off the private industry. Um, but always had that kind of entrepreneurial bug to do something on my own. Uh, and you know, being an accountant, this was kind of the, the first place to start was to start my own CPA firm. Uh, and with my experience in, in being at a larger firm, there are things I liked there, things I didn't like there. And, and I really want to create a firm uh, that was kind of built around things that I valued and things that made sense to me and uh, that maybe weren't the traditional ways of doing things, but uh, doing something a little different and unique uh, and, and, and building it that way. So uh, when I started Land CPA Group uh, about four or five years ago, um, it was really built with the mind of, of doing things just differently. So being virtual and remote and, and not really having traditional office spaces and, um, and using, you know, cloud-based technology and trying to serve clients across the country uh, and the particular niches that we focus in versus just trying to take anyone who comes to our doors. So yeah. um, we've been able to kind of build that here over the last few years uh, and, and build our team as, as a result as well. Yeah. Well, and, you know, obviously that's very unusual, especially in an industry that has already created the norm of how to, how to do this, how to build a firm. Um, what led to that vision to, to decide that you wanted to build something that was going to be different and unique and serve people in a different manner? You know, I think the, one of the big drivers in that was just kind of my experience working at that larger firm and, and, you know, kind of question some of the things that went on there. Not that it, what they're doing was necessarily wrong per se. It was just like, well, could there be a different way, better way of doing it? It was just kind of my, it's always been kind of my entrepreneurial kind of backbone of like, how can we do things differently? What's another way to approach the situation? And so, um, you know, when I was working in public accounting, I traveled 60, 70% of the time and I was gone and I was working 80 hour weeks and I was, uh, you know, just not having the great work-life balance and, and being real stressed out all the time. And so when I was kind of thinking through kind of how I want to build my own firm, it was from that kind of aspect of, well, I didn't like traveling. So let's not travel. Let's do a way where we can serve, um, still serve clients all over the place, but not have to go to a physical location. Uh, let's uh, figure out a way to where it could be really, you know, a balanced situation where, you know, I'm not stuck in an office 80 hours a week, but I can work somewhere or work from anywhere that, that makes sense. And so, uh, and then there's other things like, you know, you know, leveraging technology and, and, you know, doing things like not tracking time or things like that, where it was just, let's try to do something completely different and, and see if that works. Uh, um, luckily I was able to find some other CPAs across the country who are doing, you had that same thought and same vision. And so kind of, working with each other and kind of figuring out, okay, how do you actually do this and make this work when the traditional mindset or where people think of CPAs is much more traditional and, mm-hmm. and we're not that. So, yeah. um, and so that's been kind of the work and, and challenge we've uh, had to do over the last few years, but it, it has worked and it has kind of grown in scale to, to be something that, you know, we found that our customers want and desire and that, uh, you know, our employees want and um, that's kind of built the kind of place where we really want to work and, and, and be there. 
Yeah. Well, and that, that does bring up, I mean, obviously one of the big challenges when you, when you start to buck the system a little bit is um, helping uh, your customers understand the value in doing it differently because, you know, especially, I mean, you're, you're in the Chicago market, obviously there's uh, I'm sure hundreds, if not even potentially in the thousands of uh, CPAs and, and firms that they could be working with. So um how do you help a client understand the benefit and what would prompt a client? Like how have you kind of defined the type of client that makes sense for a firm like yours to be working with? Yeah. So I, I think one of the, there's a couple of things. One is we developed very specific niche markets we work in. So we're not taking everyone who shows up. We want to work with specific people. Um, and for us, that is craft breweries and uh, digital agencies. So we kind of picked our, our niches where we wanted to work with, mm-hmm. um, able to then, you know, kind of, instead of having this model, you know, hoping people come to us, we kind of went and, you know, started getting involved in those types of communities. So in the craft beer community here in Chicago and elsewhere, um, and, and other communities where we can kind of, uh, you know, kind of network and kind of build that up. And I think particularly with the type of groups that we work with, which are pretty um, uh, creative type groups, you know, they're, you know, they're not wanting a traditional type system, right? They want, right. they're okay with, Hey, we meet over a zoom call. That's great. We can chat over email. That's fine. Like I don't want to come to an office and sit there and waste two hours of my days so in your office to talk about things. We can do things a different way. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it really is helped with, you know, that having that type of client that wants that, that uh, embraces that kind of virtual experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and is able to kind of in, embrace kind of what we want. So, um, you know, this model is not going to work to necessarily serve, you know, 75 and 80 year old clients. Right. We're um, used to kind of coming to an office, right? That that wouldn't work there. But for the type of clients that we want, they're okay with a, a virtual model and okay with working over a video call versus in person. So uh, that made it get more traction as a result. Right, right. And, and, you know, on the flip side of that, obviously, one piece of it is, um, you know, attracting the right type of client and making sure you're working with the right type of person that that appreciates a model that's unique from what else is out there. Um, the, The flip side of that is the employee base. And so when you are are building a team um, that uh, in 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 a format that's against the norm. in a very non-traditional way, how do you attract that type of talent as well uh, to people that say, you know, well, I went to school, I, I took the exams, I knew what it was going to look like when I became a CPA, but now you're presenting this whole new, very non-traditional model. Um, how do you attract that type of talent as well? Yeah. So one of the things that I kind of saw and realized when I was working at the larger firm is uh, particularly people who were looking to kind of grow their families or build their families. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, you know, working 80 hours a week and traveling 60% of the time isn't necessarily compatible there. Right. Um, and, you know, there was a lot of great people who still wanted to do their, the work they were doing, but they, the model that they were working in wasn't receptive to that. Or even if it was like the firm I worked for had a flex time model, but effectively anyone who, who signed up for that model was treated like a second class citizen. There, right. So people saw that, tried to do it and then just left. And so, yeah. I kind of saw this like, hey, there's a lot of great people, really talented people who aren't fitting into the traditional model and, and leaving that and going someplace else. Right. Um, and kind of saw, okay, well, what if I attracted those people? 
um, into our model and and hired those types of people so that the other firms were kind of pushed into the side because they weren't the you know you know pounding the desk for six hours or six days a week and and, and working the crazy hours so um, when we kind of looked when I started looking build my employee base it was kind of like what type of person would fit really well in a remote virtual environment and really was like a stay-at-home parent or a a parent who, you know, stay-at-home parent who had kids and now is trying to get back into the workforce. And so, um, you know, because we're virtually remote, there's not a office everyone has to show up to every day. There's not set office hours. I didn't want to have that. I wanted to be with my family and, 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 and do those things. And so that's really worked well for us in tracking those uh, types of people who, uh, are cool with working from home and can work, you know, will work when their kids are at school or at night or whenever kind of works best for them. And, uh, and we're able to do the work we need to do and serve our clients. And, and there isn't any uh, friction there with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and one of the things, Josh, that's really, um, you know, you, so we kind of talked, uh, you, you've got people in five States and really scattered all throughout the country. And, um, one of the big challenges that comes along with that is maintaining, um, you know, certain standards, certain values, a certain culture uh, for your company. I mean, so whether you're an international company or you've got, you know, two employees in one office location in Midwest United States, there's still a, a, just a certain culture that we kind of have a vision of that we want to create. And so when you have people that are scattered throughout uh, the country the way that they are, how do you... Um, how do you focus on um, creating that organizational culture in an environment where people don't get that same kind of feel of being right next to each other in an office environment? Yeah, that's a good question. So there's a couple of different things we do to kind of build that. One is um, on a weekly basis, we have a kind of a, a team meeting that we all get on our video calls video and do a video call on it. Um, and the purpose isn't necessarily to like hammer on a bunch of different points or do different things. It's just like talk with you or do some water cooler talk. Mm-hmm. You know, people talk about what's going on in their lives, what's going on with their families, uh, maybe a trip they came back from, something else that they're looking forward to doing. And we kind of like a half an hour just kind of chatting and talking about like you know, everyone kind of checking in and saying, hey, what's going on in their lives? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just a great way just to kind of have that kind of chance to kind of reconnect each week and kind of have that time where we're not just talking about business, we're talking about where things are happening in their lives, you know, what's going on with their kids at school or their sports they're doing uh, and things like that. So that's one way we kind of go about trying to build some culture in there too. Um, we do retreats three times a year where we actually bring everyone together in person nice. uh, for a couple of days. And it's a way for us to, you know, again, kind of build those relationships by doing some fun activities and things like that, but also talk about bigger scope things we have going on in our company too, and have their, have them give input to that. Um, so they're, they're on kind of, you know, a, a full transparency of what's going on and how, and, and they're able to um, provide feedback and, 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 and kind of build together, you know, kind of the, the growth of the firm. Um, and then we also have used a tool called Basecamp that allows us to kind of do chatting and, and things like that in a kind of asynchronous manner, um, but allows us to kind of have that kind of communication back and forth um, in a virtual way that, you know, we may would have gotten if we all sat in the office together too. So mm-hmm. um, those are kind of some things that we kind of do to kind of build uh, that culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we have, you know, really kind of very forward the core values that we kind of bring up 
and, and make sure that we're living into uh, as a company. And uh, even if we're far away and kind of isolated in our own areas, you know, it's still important that we act that way to each other and to our clients as well. And so we'll, mm-hmm. um, we'll, we'll discuss and bring those up and, and talk about how we've done well there or things we can improve in the future in, the, in those areas as well. Yeah. Yeah. Have you found that in this type of environment, um, you know, obviously, as you'd mentioned, your client type is going to be a little bit different in the way that they approach things as well. But have you found them to, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they know that, that um, you know, the, the CPA that they may be working with could be on the other side of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. What is their um, experience been like in doing that? What, what type of feedback are you getting from clients by taking a different approach? Yeah, I think for a lot of our clients, I think they the closeness of that CPA isn't the driver. It's how can I be connected to that person and how can I contact them and, and have that conversations when you have those conversations. And so, um, you know, using, you know, leveraging technology to do that is a great way, whether it's, you know, video calls or Slack chats or, or things like that allows us to have that kind of communication with our clients uh, on a regular basis. Um, uh, and, but it's also just being kind of present and, and proactive too. Uh, if we kind of just kind of sit behind our computers and, uh, and just kind of hide there and are not being proactive with our clients, then it's going to feel like we're distant and we're not close. But if we're you know, actively reaching out to them and talking to them before they come to us, then that feels like there's this relationship that's built there um, and, and there's trust that's built there along with that. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's kind of the way that that's worked. And a lot of ways too, a lot of our clients tend to be a little bit more younger, millennial type age clients. And so for them, you know, doing chats or, or things like that is just the way they communicate anyways. And so for them to come into a, a physical office space and sit there for two hours and talk to their CPA would be totally out of norm for how they normally communicate with people. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. um, a lot of ways this kind of virtual model really works with that kind of, uh, the, the style of how our, our clients communicate already. And it kind of fits in there too. Mm-hmm. Have you found that, uh, you know, since you've uh, taken on this type of model, are you seeing other, um, companies out there in these very traditional industries uh, like financial services, like risk management and things like that. Have you been able to connect with other companies that are doing similar things? And what do you think the future holds for these industries um, as our communication style evolves and as technology evolves uh, to open that up? Because it's a big jump, but so many other things have gone to this type of model. What, What are you seeing the future looks like? Yeah, I, I think there, you know, we are definitely seeing more firms like us, you know, in uh, that style. And I think it's important that it kind of almost moves that way, which is just how technology is changing. Um, in a lot of ways, sometimes these traditional type companies, whether it's a CPA firm or financial advisor, things like that, um, they aren't embracing technology that exists out there to do their work or serve their clients. And in, in a lot of ways, as that technology changes and, uh, and further develops and adapts, um, they're kind of left behind the curve there um, because their customers are expecting that type of experience because that's how some experiences they have in the other ways they work, uh, whether it's buying insurance or things like that. Uh, um, 
And so they're really kind of adapting the technology necessary to kind of serve our clients and, and serve them in these kind of new dynamic ways, I think is important. Otherwise, it, we'll just kind of get left behind. Um, there are a lot of technology services out there, particularly in the CPA world right now, where it is. It's. It feels like it's. It's almost like a artificial, full artificial intelligence type system. Mm-hmm. Um, and while there are benefits to that, there's also kind of the the missing of the kind of client relationship piece. And so there's kind of that guy. You have to kind of marry that, adapting the latest technology and utilizing the technology of your clients, but also maintaining that client relationship as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's how kind of firms like ours will differentiate ourselves in the future, where. Um, in a lot of ways, you can go and you know find a you know, service online that will do taxes, and it seems you just upload things, and you know hours later you get a tax return, and and it's real easy and simple from a technology perspective, but there's no relationship and there's no discussion right. there. And I still think that's necessary needed with clients. You know, they still um, while everything starts to become very virtual, they still need that kind of connection and community uh, with people they trust and people who are looking to kind of help advise their business. And so uh, you have to kind of maintain both. And, and for a lot of traditional firms that aren't maintaining that, I think um, they'll kind of fall behind the wayside and, and their clients will go and leave and go someplace else. Um, but even for firms like us, we have to continue to push ahead and be kind of on the, on the forefront of technology and, sure. and still maintain that client relationship uh, and not let that slide away and then hide behind technology. I think that can be very easy to do when all this technology exists to serve your clients is to hide behind it and, and not maintain that relationship. And so that becomes even more important going forward uh, uh, and, and, ma- and keeping those relationships going because that's how the clients will ultimately stick with you um, uh, and not just jump from you know software to software, or service provider, service provider. Right. Right. Well, so, uh, you know, in, in, um, in four years, you've built the company to what it is now uh, with a very unique vision of doing that. What's next? What's that next vision for you? What are you, um, what are you looking, what do you think this company looks like in, say, five to 10 years? Yeah, I think there's, in a lot of ways, um, you know, that we'll be doing things, you know, differently than we're doing now and the services we'll provide will be different, but it you know, I also don't see, uh, you know, a large shift on, you know, kind of the how we've built our team and the culture we have. I think a lot of that stuff is pretty bedrock to who we are. Um, and even as we kind of grow and scale, I think there'll become a point to us where we kind of start to purposely level that out a little bit over a period of time just so we can uh, maintain that culture. Because as you kind of grow and scale, it becomes very easy that the culture kind of throws by the wayside or right. or you do things that are, are the antithesis of the culture or the values that you built. Um, and so, you know, I'm pretty cognizant of as we grow that we're not losing that. And, and at points where you know, the growth is kind of, you know, outweighing or put, you know, pushing the scales against the culture. We need to slow that down and rebalance that. Um, because the moment we start to lose that culture or the values we have, then the whole thing starts to implode from the inside. Um, and so, you know, I've seen firms that, you know, have had this really rapid growth and scale in our industry, but then that implosions happen because they, they burned out their culture or they lost their values along the way. And the people on the team that was building that left because uh, what they first bought into at the beginning uh, was not what it was later on. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I think it's very important to have that, you know, yeah, let's grow and scale, but let's keep our culture intact. So that's kind of one of the things we can look for in the next, you know, five, 10 years is, um, we have kind of these growth plans of what we want to do and, and things we want to provide that we're not providing right now. Um, but we also want to make sure we balance that with the culture that we have and maintain the type of um, uh, team that we have as we grow and we don't lose that. Because I think that 
in a lot of ways is some of the reason why I get up every day and come to work is I'm excited to work with our team, the culture and the things we've built here. And if we go and lose that and we just become a, you know, a fast grown firm, uh, that that's not really where I want to be and, and the kind of firm I want to lead going forward. So I think that stuff has to be kind of married together as we go. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's really smart because we, you see companies that do this uh, frequently, especially whenever they are scaling, when they're growing, when they're building. Um, and then the other thing that we see a lot is when um, the labor market is tight mm-hmm. and you see companies, we see it a lot right now where companies um, have decided to uh, kind of add a little flexibility to their core values and the company culture. And, um, and what ends up happening is you lose your best people when that happens, because to your point, they've bought into an idea, they bought into a concept and a culture, and there's a reason that they're there. It's because they appreciate and like that. And when we start to adjust that and, uh, allow, uh, you know, allow other things to take hold of that, um, it tends to push those people out because it goes against kind of the core uh, of who we really are. And so I think that's really good that you, you're recognizing that now as well, that you've got to make sure to maintain that culture, maintain those core values and know, you know, whether we're five people, 20 people or 500 people, these are the core things that we have to, uh, to continue to buy into and believe in. And, um, and I, I also think, you know, one of the things that I really like about what you've built here, Josh, is, uh, again, a very traditional industry where people know this is how it's done. And um, and so one of the fears in that is as, as culturally we shift to uh, a larger desire for flexibility and a healthier work-life balance in a career field that is not really known for that, um, we risk losing the labor market in that over the next 10 to 20 years. And so more companies that are willing to evolve the way you have to say, we hold true the desire to maintain a, a proper work-life balance and to open flexibility, um, then it, it hopefully prompts people that are considering this type of career to say, well, maybe there are options out there for me. And, uh, and I think that's really good because we've seen this happen in other industries where we're losing good quality people because of the traditions of the industry. And so when we can buck those traditions, we can open up a labor market there of people that say, you know what, I have the skill and now it actually kind of fits who I am, um, uh, from a culture and just personality perspective. A lot less people becoming CPAs. Yeah. It's because they see that they see like, I don't want that lifestyle. I rather work for a company where it's a 40 hour a week type deal and I can be with my family and do the things I want to do and, and not be burdened and stressed. And so I think that's a big thing that the CBA industry is really kind of facing here is uh, how do you kind of shift that mentality and shift how we've done things in order to retain that, that labor pool that is right now looking away from what you're doing because they don't like those, um, those cultures or those, you know, kind of work-life balances that exist in the traditional, traditional model. And so, um, you know, that's, that's a big issue right now in the CPA profession. And, um, hopefully, you know, firms like ours are kind of changing that and saying like, Hey, there's another way to do it. You know, we don't have to buy into what's always been done. Let's find a new path and figure that out. 
Yeah. Well, good. I, I, I love what you're doing. And I, uh, I hope people take note of that because um, there's always a different way. And, and I think that it's important for all businesses and all industries to um, make sure that all we, you know, although we stay true to core values, that we do evolve with the times and make sure that we yes. are staying current. Uh, um, and so I, I really appreciate your willingness to think outside the box and, and grow a business the way that you have. Um, Josh, before we head out of here, how can we learn more about you or connect with you and your company and some of the things that you all are doing? Yeah, you can check us out. So my firm's Lance C. Bay Group. Uh, you can check us out online, lancebay.com, on Twitter, at Lance C. Bay Group, on Instagram, at Lance C. Bay Group. Uh, you can uh, uh, email me at josh at lancebay.com or, or get me on Twitter at lancejd1, and I'd be happy to connect with you guys there. All right. Well, thank you so much, Josh. I really appreciate it. You have uh, an amazing day and thank you so much for sharing all of your information. Thank you, Kyle. Thanks for joining us on the Employer Blueprint Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show to receive the latest episodes. For more information on how Employer Blueprint can help build great teams in your business, visit employerblueprint.com or to inquire about Kyle speaking at your next event visit kylegorman.com. And until next time, make it a great day.